Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. An all-new edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show is here. I'm your host, Greg Pickle. And today, we have a lot to cover with BWI recruiting expert Ryan Snyder, including new commitment timelines set for prospects across the country, a couple notable changes and developments across the recruiting world, and, of course, the latest Penn State news as realignment shakes things up. Recruiting's about to shake things up, and you're going to hear it all here on the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. It's go time. That's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. We are from BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. BWI Daily Recruiting Show is off and running. Ryan, last year over the 4th of July holiday weekend, you and I probably spent more time at our computer than we did outside enjoying hot dogs, hamburgers, and fireworks. This year, a much different story. Obviously, Penn State does not land a commitment over the stretch of the holiday weekend. One was supposed to uh, possibly happen today with Tony Rojas, the Fairfax, Virginia linebacker, of course, moved to decision back to July 14. So that's no longer in the cards as well. Ryan, I guess let me just get your take on this. We've been talking a lot about how July is going to be a busy month, and it's going to be as we get into some more decisions being set and top six is being announced and so on and so forth. But a little bit bizarre for you to not have to worry about commitment after commitment after commitment on the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. If you would have told me that four or five weeks ago, I I would have certainly bet against it uh, that we we wouldn't see any commitments July 2nd, 3rd, 4th, somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, th- this is weekend is becoming a very popular weekend for guys to commit. Although it's it's not yeah, I understand why recruits do it, but I will say it's it's kind of it's kind of it doesn't help with with the the attention, I guess, is, is, is the best way to put it, because just a lot of people are out. You know, our, our sites are not as, as populated as they are uh, during during normal weekends. And uh, even our boss, Shannon Terry, kind of put out a tweet yesterday saying, BSA, guys, uh, if you're trying to, to get your name out there and you know get as much hype around your commitment as possible, the, this is the best weekend to do it. So I, I don't think that's ever going to change, though. I think guys just kind of naturally see, uh, you know, that that. June 24th, uh, ending your ending your visits around that time frame. And then, uh, hey, July 4th weekend, why, why not have, have a good time to, to be announcing it? So we'll see. But, yeah, I was I was really surprised that, that we had nothing uh, for, for Penn State related news this weekend. And really, it's going to as of right now, it, this week's looking kind of quiet as well. Uh, we, we know some guys coming down the road, but uh, right now there, there's nobody set for, for this upcoming week. Yeah, so Penn State, of course, waiting on Tony Rojas on July 14th. Tavia Robinson is going to announce July 15th. We'll get into some more of the dates to know here in a little bit. But, Ryan, let's move on to Carmelo Taylor, a guy who visited Penn State previously. The on-three consensus calls him a nation's number 333rd-ranked player, 46th receiver, 47th receiver, rather, number five player in Virginia. He's a four-star on the consensus and in the on-three rankings. And he now has – ooh. As I dropped my microphone there, he now has a timeline. <laughs> what can you tell us about uh, where things stand with him? Well, he tweeted out that he's going to be committing on the 25th. Uh, 
it didn't really spe uh, specify which month, but I, I think we can safely assume it's July 25th, which yeah. uh, would make a lot of sense. I mean, honestly, from talking to people, I kind of thought he would go even a little deeper than that, maybe into August, maybe even into the season, just from talking to some people at Penn State. But uh, he, he seems to be ready to get this over with. Virginia Tech's definitely the main competitor here. Like, I, I think it will be Penn State or Virginia Tech. But there, there's just a lot of moving parts here for, for me to say, yeah, is Penn State going all in here? I'm not sure. The Cam Seldon situation, is he a wide receiver? You know, what what's going to happen there is interesting. And uh, just some other moving parts right now that, that makes this one a little hard to read 20 days out. Uh, but it, there's no doubt uh, – what he brings as a player and, 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 you know, Penn state's really excited about him. Obviously he has those track times that are pretty impressive and uh, he, he's, he's a heck of a player. So we will, we'll just kind of have to get a better feel for this one. I think maybe in a week, definitely in two weeks, uh, I should have a better read on where exactly he's at on, on Penn state's board. Uh, we know, we know Cam Selden is incredibly important. And of course with two wide receivers committed uh, that will, that just kind of has to shake out. So of course, Yazid Haynes is, is committed too. although he got that Georgia offer to go to Georgia. So there's that, there's some flexibility there with, with what that situation may be, but uh, give me, give me another week or so. And I think I can get a better read on this situation. So Taylor is from Virginia. It's interesting that James Franklin and Brent Pry find themselves in possibly a heads-up battle here about six months after Brent Pry took over at Virginia Tech. Uh, so he's from Roanoke, Virginia, obviously uh, has visited Virginia Tech, has visited Penn State. South Carolina is another school that you see on his on-three recruiting prediction machine. But to Ryan's point, this seems like a Virginia Tech and Penn State battle uh, for the receiver out of Virginia. All right, let's move on now to an offensive lineman, Ryan, who – Penn State impressively did not make his top 10, but is now a part of his top six, a Colorado commit at one time. He apparently is no longer committed to Colorado because he didn't include them in his top six. So I guess they're out. Um, I don't think he ever officially sent a decommitment tweet, though. But at any rate, uh, Nikhil Bentron, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, has Penn State in his top six. Yeah, Nikhil Betron. That's how I've been saying it. I'm not okay. sure if I have it right or yeah. not. Sorry but, about uh, that. But yes. <laughs> I don't know. You might be right. I might be wrong. Uh, but yeah, so Penn State, of course, doesn't make his top 10. Then he takes an unofficial visit to Penn State. I don't know. What was it? Maybe about two weeks or so ago. And yeah. he puts out a top six yesterday of Georgia, Texas A&M, Syracuse, Auburn, Kentucky, and Penn State. Uh, veteran, of course, plays at Northeast, which is the same high school as Ken Talley, and, and a few of Penn State's top recruits have come out of over the years. He's a three-star uh, in the on-three consensus. Really trying to get a better feel for this one as well. Th th what I feel confident in saying on this one is that it's definitely still Evan Link and Stanton Rammel. Those are the two I'm primarily focused on. I think if Penn State were to miss out on both of those guys, veteran would would certainly become more of a, a contender here but I, I definitely get the feel that he's down a little bit and I'd even probably put Miles Walker ahead of veteran too but I think Miles Walker is headed to Ohio State there seems to be a, a general consensus there from from colleagues that that Ohio State's going to be the team for Miles Walker who of course uh, did take an official visit to Penn State uh, a few few weeks ago but another guy that I, I think we just kind of have to get a better read on uh, and I need—I really need to get get in touch with Nikhil, honestly, to to kind of get a better feel for where he stands. But from Penn State's perspective, I, I do feel pretty confident in saying Evan Link, Stanton Rammel, those remain the two offensive linemen to watch, and, and really just kind of getting a better feel for for Nikhil's board too. I mean, Georgia, Texas A and M, how hard are they pushing? And you have a Syracuse in there. Uh, one of those things kind of aren't like the other, right? With with Auburn right. and Kentucky as well, so. 
I, I think most of those schools are serious about him. He seems to be kind of a, a late riser. And uh, I, I think we've known for a while now that that uh, Colorado commitment wasn't going to last too long. So we will, we will see where this ends up. But uh, right now, I would think it's it's a pretty low percentage he ends up at Penn State, uh, but we'll we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, he seems like one to keep an eye on as we get maybe closer to the fall and have a better idea of where things stand, at least through the end of August anyway, and have a better idea of what Penn State has at offensive line at that point in time where he's at with his process and whether he's going to take more official visits or unofficial visits or what have you. He does not seem to be big on uh, the inter- – he does not seem like the interview type, if I'm reading the room on him correctly, no. so – just a little bit that I've been able to gather on him. Doesn't seem like he's a guy who's going to open up a lot about his recruitment. So we'll have to wait and see. But this is the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. And we are rolling along through more Penn State recruiting news. Ryan, obviously, uh, as we mentioned previously, this is a time of year that's usually uh, quite busy. And it's going to get busy at some point for Penn State. It's not right now. But what dates do we know at this point? We talked about earlier Tony Rojas, Tamir Robinson are coming up. Carmelo Taylor has a decision date. What other dates do fans need to keep an eye on? Really, those are the ones we know. Uh, we know Derek LeBlanc, too, of course, for July 28th. But all signs are pointing to Oklahoma here. I was kind of told that uh, he's already has his he already has his commitment video kind of in the works there. And uh, now my colleagues at Florida are picking OU there. I haven't put a pick in just because it's you know, a couple weeks to go until July 28th, but a lot of talk that his commitment video is getting done. It's going to be OU, and that's what Penn State people were telling me the whole time. They thought it was Penn State and Oklahoma here uh, more so than Florida when everybody was picking Florida, so uh, shout out to the people who helped me on that one because uh, I was going against the grain on that one. I'm happy that ended up proving to be true. So, uh, But I, I guess the guys I'm watching here – so let me let me just circle back real quick. Tony Rojas, July 14th. We know that. I feel confident it's Penn State. Tamir Robinson, July 15th. We know that. I feel confident it's Penn State. Penn State should get its two linebackers here uh, in a little over a week from now. We discussed Carmelo Taylor, July 25th. Derek LeBlanc is July 28th. We have a ton of guys that have not put dates out there yet. I'm really focused – the two guys I feel confident that should be coming in the next week or so are London Montgomery and Trey on Webb. London Montgomery hasn't given us a date yet. Uh, I, I, from talking to his coaches and some people up there, I get the July, maybe next weekend, July 9th, 10th, or into early next week, July 11th, 12th. Somewhere in that ballpark seems to be yeah. where people at his school seem to, to think that something could happen. I know London told me he was uh, in communication with, uh, I think, a local TV station, something like that. Uh, so that that may be part of it as well. But I, right now, I think probably in a week from now, we will know London Montgomery. And then from talking to Florida people, they seem to think Trayon Webb is going to be July 11th, July 12th, somewhere in that ballpark as well. So Penn State's two running back dominoes may fall really quickly there. Uh, more Florida people seem to think Florida's surging with Trey Webb. I, I really cannot pretend that I have a great feel for that room, especially with a lot of sources and people I trust from Penn State perspective being away on vacation. I haven't I haven't dug a whole lot on web. I do feel confident that London Montgomery should be leaning towards Penn State. And I don't see a world where Penn State would pass up on a four star running back from Pennsylvania. So Montgomery, Robinson, Rojas, I feel very good about where the direct the I feel good about those three and, and the direction things are headed for Penn State. But we have so many guys like Jason Moore and Evan Link and so many others who just haven't put out dates there and could really just kind of pop at any time. Give on keys is another one talking about linebackers. So if we, if we go through the list right now, I can probably point out a, uh, not a dozen, but quite a few, 8, 9, 10, 11 uh, guys that uh, could really just kind of come whenever. 
Yeah, and it's funny because I think as longtime followers of recruiting know, once the first couple of guys start to put their list out, suddenly everyone starts to put their list out. So, and their date out and everything else. So I think those are coming before long. But, you know, a lot of guys, I think also you have to remember, we've talked about this, but June's a long month, man. And there are mm-hmm. some guys who want to get off the road and make their decision and be done with it. And I think there's other guys, Ryan, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think there are other guys who sit there and say, you know what, I just want to take a break from all of this, period. And even if I know where I want to go, I don't want to really think about recruiting or, you know, this, that, or the other thing. So once those start coming, I think this week we'll probably see a couple trickle out. Next week, I think we'll see even more trickle out. To your point, they're certainly coming. I think there's a pretty safe bet in that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Penzik gets a commitment this week. I just can't point to anybody and say, yeah, he makes the most sense. I was pointing to London. London was the one that I felt like could potentially come. Maybe not this – like, basically, I was here in the very beginning of July for him. Now now it seems to be more so, like I said, the the talk about uh, next weekend into early next week for London. So – but, but it's also important to note that Penn State did get five commitments in June, and that's not something right. we always see. Uh, like I think last year was just one commitment. I think Tyler Johnson was the only one last right. year. So they yeah. they did get a, a good role there, of course, up to 16. And when you add in Rojas, you add in Robinson, uh, and one of those running backs, they're going to get one of those running backs for sure. I mean, really, this class, I'm penciling it in right now at really somewhere around 19 guys. So we're, we're talking about really only a handful of scholarships left, and I think that's kind of – part of the reason why you're not seeing that flood of commitments that people were expecting really. I mean, again, I have been, I did this last week with T Frank where I was kind of penciling in Rojas and Robinson. If they end up elsewhere, I'm going to get crucified for it. But in my eyes right now, this class is really somewhere around 18 commits, 19 commits. And I, they can get to 25, but the, the ideal number is a little bit short of that. So you're talking about four or five spots, maybe potentially. But again, if there's top prospects out there, and who aren't committed, and they're at twenty three. They're you. You can bet anything. They're gonna. They're gonna find ways to, to fit those guys in. Yeah. So remember, Penn State can go up and over twenty five, as every other college football program can, because the NCAA has eliminated the initial counter cap for two years. But that does not change the fact that you can only have eighty five scholarship players. At least as that's the rule as we talk about it on July five. So that's the give and the take. And you got to leave some room for, of course, portal guys and. You know, I think that's becoming obvious to everyone that, you know, when you might assign 25 high school guys before, now you might do 22 or 23 and then two or three uh, transfers from other colleges. So the math is always interesting. That's why Penn State employs a uh, Ivy League grad, Andy Frank, to do all that because yep. you need to be very smart to keep all that in uh, in check and balanced. And he does a great job along with his staff. So. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right, Ryan, this is the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. If you haven't joined us yet at BlueWayIllustrated.com, it's $1 for one year of access to the latest Penn State football recruiting news, insider notes, chats with our Nate Bauer, T. Frank, Ryan, and I, and much more. So you can join us today at BlueWayIllustrated.com. Uh, well, I, I was away last week, so or the end of last week anyway, Ryan, so I missed the discussion you and T. Frank had about realignment and college football and the way that the Big Ten is expanding. But certainly uh, big news with USC and UCLA uh, coming into the fold starting in 2024. I know you've given your thoughts on it already. And to me, I just think that there's a lot of opinions out there right now. And should they add Notre Dame? And should they look for Oregon and Washington? And I guess my only thought, Ryan, is, is that the Big Ten is best by being bold in this situation, and I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but to me, I think we're at the point where the super conferences are coming, and I think the SEC is going to be one, and the Big Ten is going to be another one, and they're going to swallow everybody up, and maybe you have a third that they kind of all merge together, whether it's the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or the ACC, but I mean, I think it serves them well to be bold at this point. You know, I know some people on our message board, the Lions Den, which of course you can access for $1 for one year if you're not a subscriber. Uh, I know there were some people asking about where the new Big Ten TV deal is going to be announced. I mean, at this point, we haven't heard much about that. I would assume that they're going to unveil that at Big Ten Media Days at the end of this month. That'd be the most logical time to do it. But, you know, it favors them to be bold right now. I think that obviously... This is a big deal for not just USC and UCLA and the Big Ten, but, you know, for Penn State, too, I think it adds some excitement. I think it adds some intrigue and maybe some West Coast guys have some interest in Penn State if they get to see them uh, in person or up close, whatever, uh, moving forward. Not that Penn State hasn't recruited that area of the country well, but you have any final thoughts on that? I know you gave some last week, but very, very interesting news and interesting times across college football. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't see it really ever impacting Penn State from a recruiting perspective. Just I don't yeah. see a, a lot of Southern Cal guys wanting to come to Happy Valley because Penn State plays down there. Like I have I have people asking me about that over the weekend and uh, maybe I'll be proven wrong at some point. But I, I still think Penn State's going to be a predominantly East Coast with some Southern guys mixed in kind of recruiting classes. But one thing I was thinking about this past weekend was this move is truly the first national move and when i was thinking about the sec like how does the sec counter this right you can talk about clemson and florida state miami some of those schools but it doesn't really expand the footprint and by the big 10 doing this it's it's a true sign that they want to be a a national conference like there's no way in hell that usc and ucla are just going to sit out there by themselves and they're always going to play these teams up here in the northeast that's not the way it's going to work So what's interesting is like everybody's talking about how Clemson and like I said, Clemson, some of those ACC schools make the sense for the SEC and they do. And I, and I was arguing this with T Frank the other day. I was, I was in the point that I'm now counterpointing, Uh, but it's really about expanding the footprint. And so like, obviously Oregon, Washington, like they, they don't, they don't make sense from a, from an SEC's perspective, but it's all about, I, like I'm starting to think, like would, would Arizona schools or, or more Texas schools make more sense for the SEC than than right. those ACC schools? Because again, it's you're trying to when you're trying to split up the pie a bunch of ways. Does does Clemson does Clemson really add to the pie? Are they worth a hundred million dollars? Right. Uh, which is kind of what this next Big Ten deal is going to be. I'm not I'm not as sure as that they that they do. The more I, the more I read on it, so. It's just going to be fascinating. Like, I feel like the Big Ten has put themselves in an awesome position here, basically, because I, I really like USC and UCLA. Like, that was the best move for the SEC now moving forward. And now they've taken that away. 
right. man, I, where does the SEC go from here? They're not going to get Notre Dame, are they? I, I don't. I would think that Notre Dame eventually will be the Big Ten, eventually. Right. Yeah, if they're going anywhere, I think it's the Big Ten. But I don't think they're in any rush to go anywhere. But no. I don't recall where I read it. It may have been uh, somewhere. It was. It was on. It was at on three dot com. I can't remember who wrote it. But anyway, the whole point being was I think it was Pete Dale from ESPN said that. The reason that Notre Dame has been at the forefront of this playoff stuff with the expansion that never happened and all that. But Jeff Swarbrick, the athletic director there, is really good at his job. And he knows what he needs to do to position Notre Dame to be in the best spot it can be in. And so whenever they feel like they – I guess what I'm saying here is whenever they feel like they need to jump, they'll jump. And I think if they do jump, it'll be to the Big Ten. But I don't think they're in any great hurry to do so. Um Anyway, Brian, as we head down the home stretch here, a couple odds and ends. Uh, Phil Pachotti, the linebacker from Penridge, uh, picked Oklahoma. I believe that was yesterday. It was definitely over the weekend mm-hmm. here. Uh, Penn State, for whatever reason, uh, just didn't really seem to be pushing for him as hard as it was under Brent Pry, as when Manny Diaz took over. And uh, so he's off to Oklahoma and eventually the SEC, I guess. Yeah, good for Phil. Uh, I'm a big fan of Pachotti. Uh, I, I don't know really what – the disconnect seemed to be there, but once Brent Pry moved on, it, it's things kind of changed with Penn State. Uh, but I think he's a pretty good player. Definitely, there you know that he's not as athletic as like a Tony Rojas or a Tamir Robinson. But to me, that doesn't mean that there's not a, a way that you can use him. Uh, so I, I think it's a good pickup for Oklahoma, and I think he's a good kid. There, there's a lot of development, a lot of growth he can do physically. Man, he's already. Uh, pretty impressive looking player so happy for phil to end up at ou i think that's a great place for him working with brent venables and of course going to the sec that's that's got to be exciting for for him and his family so i uh, was i thought that was cool to see over the weekend but man really i don't i don't have a lot to add it was a fun weekend for me and my family i finally got a break for july 4th i felt like we haven't right. had that for too many uh july 4th weekends here in recent years and i know you got to go away so don't have a lot to add on the recruiting perspective. I would just say that really there's a lot of guys that can just kind of pop up whenever. Uh, so a surprise makes sense uh, in this situation because of how quiet a Jason Moore and Evan Link and right. some other guys are. But right now it's uh, just, just anyone's kind of guess on when those guys will make a move. Yeah, one final note, Jakeem Jackson, the corner out of Florida, uh, or Corey Bender from On3, who does a great job covering the Gators. He put in a recruiting prediction machine for Jakeem Jackson to pick Florida. And he is from Florida, of course. So, Ryan, you think mm-hmm. – I don't know if you've had time to dig on that. I'm putting you on the spot here because that was just a couple – that was like an hour ago as we sit here and talk about I this. I did spot. see that. Yeah. Um, I did so, see I mean, it. It, it seems to me that Corey's good. And, uh, you know, if he thinks it's Florida, it probably is Florida. Penn State, I think, did as yeah. well as it could have hoped for getting him on campus. But – I don't think anyone in the last building or elsewhere is probably shocked that uh, Florida's probably end up being the pick for him. Yeah, well, one thing I would say, I mean, Florida people also thought uh, Trayon Webb and a bunch of other guys, right? right? Derek LeBlanc and different ones. And that's not that's not me knocking Corey. I think that's more so just Florida's staff being optimistic is kind of how I look at that. But uh, right. I do think Jakeem Jackson is Florida or Tennessee. Like for for example, like last week I was really hearing. Hey, Penn State seems to be in it with LeBlanc. LeBlanc's the guy that they're really – not that they don't want Jakeem Jackson, but, like, the LeBlanc is definitely the, the, the diamond there. And yeah. late last week, it, it became clear, hey, he's working on his commitment video. Everybody's talking to OU. Boom, boom, boom. Here comes the crystal balls and the RPM pick. So, with, with LeBlanc now looking like he's going to OU, it makes complete sense that Jackson would go to Florida. Tennessee's the other one I'm hearing. But 
I, I didn't really ever see a world where Jakeem Jackson came to Penn State and Derek LeBlanc didn't, if that kind of makes sense. They're teammates, and yeah. LeBlanc was always kind of the diamond there. But uh, another guy I didn't hit on, too, actually, real quick, it's just Elliot Washington, he, the, the Alabama commit, who I'm not even sure if he's actually still technically committed to Alabama. He is, like, listed on his profiles and things like that, but I've heard yeah. mixed things on whether that's actually still the case. But uh, Michigan State, Penn State, they seem to be the two schools that are in the mix here with the uh, Venice Beach uh, or Venice, Florida. I don't know if it's Venice Beach, but Venice, Florida cornerback. Uh, He's a top 100 prospect and a, and a, and a pretty uh, damn good player, if I must say. 5'11", 187. I think that's really the only holdback there. A little bit of size. Not quite of a mm-hmm. ball hawk, but man, he does everything else really well. So keep an eye on Elliott Washington, and that that's another guy, man, where anything could happen at any time. Yep. All right. Well, that's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. We are heading out on this week's edition of the VWI Daily Recruiting Show, but you can catch us next week. You can catch T. Frank and the Daily every day, uh, except for Tuesday, is at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, YouTube.com slash BlueWhiteIllustrated, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll catch you next week, and we'll see you at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.